Hey everybody, welcome back to the High Rhythm and Other Words podcast. I am your host, Timothy Mangle. And uh, this week I was going to do a solo episode, um, but uh, if you're watching the video, you'll notice that there is a very pretty lady sitting on this sofa, and uh, this is Jamie Aldenbach. Hello. Uh, Jamie is my girlfriend, my partner, the lady that I live with, whatever you want to call her, but um, I wanted to have her come on and talk about this because this is something that we talk about together a lot, um, and this was actually something that uh, the people voted on, so that would be you guys watching, hopefully, because that was the whole reason of having people vote, was so that it would be for you, right? And... Uh, the choices were between naming of the animals and kind of why Adam does that in the beginning of Genesis. And then this option, which was Bible and witchcraft and kind of this idea of, you know, what what does the Bible really say about witchcraft? And, you know, this kind of weird message of like it condemns it. But then there's also times within the Bible where biblical heroes use magic or witchcraft or whatever and it's um condoned so um i don't know uh it's that just seems very conflicting and obviously i mean a bunch of people voted for it so i feel like a lot of people are trying to figure that out um but you haven't said anything really at this point i haven't yet <laughs> so That's correct um i don't know why don't you introduce yourself a little bit what can you say that i can't say um my name is Jamie Allenbach, but you already said that. I did. Uh, what? Okay, so you're. Um, what? What? Growing up, what was your relationship with like magic or like witchcraft? Let's maybe let's define those terms first. Um. What is that? What is when I say magic or witchcraft? What do you think about? That's a term that I think has changed meanings a lot for me, like mm. over time, because like I grew up very like evangelical Christian, like witchcraft is bad you don't think about it you don't talk about it you, the only time witchcraft is talked about is this is bad and you shouldn't do it mm. uh, it was a huge taboo um what would but what would you def what would because I, I mean i obviously yeah. had a similar experience to that but what would be like what was defined as witchcraft like it, what acts need like my like previous like thought of witchcraft was basically any type of like magic that exists and and the the thought was that power came from satan you mm -hmm. know it was different than what was in the bible because that power came from god and witchcraft was anything that wasn't from god which was then under the umbrella of satan right yeah. automatically outside of that yeah. camp of well if it's not god the, then the it's, it's doing the it. devil yeah yeah um yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely had a conflicting uprising with that, um, simply just because my mom was oh, yeah. a psychic. Yeah. Um, and well, I think that's the difference because you like that. That's why you're different. I think from a lot of other like Christian people is mm -hmm. because you knew what that was before going into Christianity. Yeah. Most Christians only like ever like even hear come about across it or. That. 
or know, have afterwards. Yeah. And I know a couple of Christians who have had negative experiences prior to their conversion mm-hmm. with psychics and all those things. And a lot of those experiences have carried with them into their walk. With, oh, yeah. And, and then obviously then they're, it's kind of like feeding that fire mm-hmm. of like, well, this is, I had a bad experience with it once and now my religion is telling me that this is wrong. Um, so, yeah, obviously. It's easy to get why, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think, um, I don't know. I mean, you obviously had that same problem. I, I'm trying to like, I what I kind of want to do with this episode is I want to talk about what, and I think we've already kind of started that is like how do how does the church handle witchcraft? How did it present it? And then I also want to talk about how witchcraft is kind of handled in just society in general. Mm-hmm. And then what kind of people mean when they are when they say, like, I'm a witch or I'm mm-hmm. in a witchcraft. And then mm-hmm. kind of just talk about all of those things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely had a similar experience of, like, just people just being, like, I don't, like, because even right now we're having a hard time being, like, well, what is witchcraft? You yeah. know, because it's, like, even, like, if I went to a church on Sunday and was, mm-hmm. like, you guys are against witchcraft, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I think people would be, like, well, we don't like when people... Uh, I see I'm even having a hard time right now of trying yeah. to think of like what is I'm thinking of like sacrificing a rabbit mm-hmm. and like burning candles but like one of those things isn't bad and the other thing I don't think people actually do and I think yeah. anyone any I would say any civilized person coming across someone who's like sacrificing a rabbit would be like no you need to shut this shit down instantly yeah. you know yeah yeah definitely and I think that's just all religion because i mean you look at the bible and they're sacrificing sheep and you know mm-hmm. everything else i think that sacrificing of animals just had a time and a place and i think we as people are just kind of past that whatever yeah. that was well i mean i think i think i mean we can't we can talk about sacrifice because we've only been doing this for six minutes so we got some time to kill but i think for like the human beings psychologically mm-hmm. sacrifice came along because it makes sense if yeah. like because it's like nature's just going to take from you anyways mm-hmm. so why not just give to nature so that it's already happy well yeah and it made sense like there was a time and a place where that made sense you know you gave the best out of each crop or you mm-hmm. know each you know livestock you know whatever you know each season the best got given back to god or whatever you worshiped you know it got given back to that thing right and that made sense but in today's culture it's it's too big we've beyond moved beyond and that's even Mm -hmm. just for me that shows a sort of spiritual evolution itself Mm -hmm. is the fact that we're like well maybe maybe we have a way of integrating maybe there's a way that we can integrate ourselves into reality and not have to injure animals or uh, harm them in the process you know jesus stopped that you yeah i know no. yeah and that i mean yeah i mean well that was the that was a huge turn, turning point of mm-hmm. out of judaism and even you can see in judaism that they were slowing down on the sacrifices and i mm-hmm. think that that was I, I think you know jesus i th- think was just really good at reading like the narrative of the time the, 
and and even like when Jesus was shutting down sacrifices, they clearly didn't mean as much. The fact that you could buy animals at a market to sacrifice rather than like the the whole point, like to me and like thinking about like the spiritual significance of sacrifice sacrifice would be like i grew i personally grew these crops and i'm giving the best when you get to a point where you're buying animals and things to sacrifice at a market that you had no you know hand in like you're not really losing anything except the money that you you paid and i think that was the point jesus was making is you don't need to do this anymore right well it's yeah then it just becomes a Religion in its bad sense. It's it's an act. It's like, oh, look how good I am at sacrificing animals. Yeah, literally. And it's and it comes down to being like, well, do you have the best money to get the best animals? Mm -hmm. Like, or are you just doesn't care about like God doesn't care about how much money you're spending on this? Yeah, right. Yeah, he cares about. So, well, actually, that that ties into the idea of well, okay. So in the Old Testament, um, and I know that you know this, so I'm kind of just explaining this for home. But in the old, te- or for, for home, for the people at home, we are home. This is our little home. This little corner. We live right here. here. We live right here. Just right here. Um, it, okay, so the you have, the story of the Old Testament, um, the first five books of the Bible are called uh, the Torah or the Law, and the first book of the the first five books are. Can you name them? Do you know them? Once upon a time, <laughs> I could name all of them oh, in really? order. I couldn't do that. I could. <laughs> I could do that. Like maybe I could probably do the New Testament. We but got not like the Old candy Testament. or something in Bible oh, really? school for like being able to name all. It was a little song. That, it was like the alphabet yeah. song, yeah. but with the 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 books, books of the Bible. Bible. Yeah. So the first five books are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Sounds right. Sounds right. So. Exodus, uh, Genesis is the story of how the Jewish people became a people, the kind of how the birth of the tribe of Israel. The story of Exodus is the story of the people of Israel being freed from slavery in Egypt. Now, if you could read the Bible or you could watch that Charlton Heston movie, which I guess it's just called, I for, what's it called? Do you know that movie I'm talking about? It's called like Prince of Egypt or something. That's like, literally the name. Is it? Yeah. That's so. Yeah. Um, so check out Prince. <laughs> that was always a hit. So, so okay. So I guess there's a couple places we can go from here. But in the Bible, I'll just kind of finish up this thought. That those next three books are kind of all Numbers is a story book, but the the book of leviticus is about how priests and rabbis will go about doing their business and then the book of deuteronomy is how the people will conduct themselves now in the book of leviticus and num uh deuteronomy that's where you'll begin to see in the bible where it's like okay we don't do witchcraft um and i was asked we were outside the other day working in our yard and i asked you because we were talking about this topic and i'm like do you have any insight into this area and you brought up a really good point kind of about the people at this time in relationship to that do you remember what that was i do would you mind sharing it with us (laughs) sure thank you (laughs) uh basically like my thought process is you know along with you know the rules of don't do witchcraft was you know don't eat pork and all these other rules that we don't really they're not necessary for us today um and that was because in that time and place when you know the jews are being exiled and everything else 
wandering the desert, you probably shouldn't be messing with witchcraft when you don't have, you know, a food, place, a food <laughs> or a place to like live permanently. Right. This shouldn't be something cuz I mean, uh, there's a I've met a lot of people that have horror stories with, you know, mm. witchcraft. There's it's not all sunshine and butterflies. There is some danger to it. Right. And that's clear in the Bible. And I don't think it's for everybody. I think that's one of the reasons why it's kind of set aside for like, you know, your prophets or your healers or whatever the, you know, situation is. It's kind of set aside for one group of people. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. And it's it can be dangerous. And in that time and place, it wasn't something that anybody should have been messing with. Right. And I think about Moses. And thank you for sharing that because I think that's a, a brilliant point to compare to how they didn't eat. Like the eat, like, and I think people will criticize that as like, oh, Jewish people they can't eat pork. Well, it's like, well, think about the context. It's like you can't cook it's a dirty this. Animal. It's a dirty animal. Yeah. Like, it's not good for you. And obviously, you know, that's kind of the the Christian revolution is like, well, we're no longer living as in these times. We can kind of move forward past that and focus more on our conscious, our own consciousness, and kind of focus how our own gut and our our guilt guides us, um, and our own ethics and our own morals, um. But I think about I've been I think about this all the time, just mostly out of like no one talks about this. I don't remember really ever hearing that many sermons about it or whatever. But the fact that like in Exodus and I wish I would have looked up the Bible verse before talking about this. But there's a one of the so Moses has to continually go to Pharaoh to be like, hey, let my people go. I I think everyone will know that saying, let my Mm -hmm. people go. So that's. Moses continually goes up to Pharaoh and he's like, hey, let my people go. And Moses continually says yes, and then he changes his mind, and then he says no, and then he changes his mind. And one of the last things that Moses has to do is he has his sorcery battle with the top sorcerers of Egypt. Now, I am mostly going to be talking about Egypt from the biblical perspective. Obviously, people have a lot of opinions about the the history of Egypt. There's wide, you know, speculations of like, you know, did did Egypt even ever have these Israeli mm-hmm. slaves, or, you know, Egypt was this incredible powerhouse of weird, ancient, how do you say this, mythological, mystical knowledge that we have forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm somewhere in the middle when I think about Egypt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the whole, like, beginnings of the Bible and all these stories, there's, like, it's very, I don't know. We're never going to know f- certain things. But these stories were important enough that they made it into the Bible for some reason or another. Well, they made it into history. Yeah. They weren't just, they didn't just make it into the, you know, because the Bible is, the Bible is only bi- the Bible because it's the Bible. Yeah. Uh, but it's the fact that these they stories. They were passed along right, for they were, so long. They, they meant so much. And the fact that they were stories of these crazy, you know, mystical things. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. It, it, it was so important for us to continually to, to keep them. Mm-hmm. But so going back to, to Moses, he's having this sorcerer battle and like you know god is obviously the one kind of leading him and telling him what to do and they're the people are being amazed and and all of those things but moses has a similar uh disposition towards the event that jesus has towards all of his miracles mm-hmm. he's like this is happening right now but it's not the it's not the end all be all mm-hmm. you know and like moses is very much just like i'm only doing this 
because I want the people to be free. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus is doing the same thing. He's like, I'm only casting out these demons. I'm only healing these people. Not because it's amazing for a blind person to see again, but because I want people to be free. Mm-hmm. And realistic, I mean, that that should be the heart behind any type of magic, you know, mm-hmm. is or witchcraft or anything like that is I want people to be healing. Free. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, would you agree? Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to add to that? I think that's what differentiates like good magic with bad magic. A good witch know? and a bad witch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, wh- I forget. Weren't we watching something about a witch who was like, you could come to her. It was like in Romania. I can't remember where, maybe I wasn't watching this with you. But it was like a woman in Romania that you could go to. It was a vice piece, and she would make good, like love potions and like positive potions. But she would also like make curses for people. I think I don't know if I've seen this with you, but I mm-hmm. think I've seen blips. Of Similar this. things, yeah. Yeah, and it was so. It's you know those people exist. That, that's that's a constant story though. Mm-hmm. That that stories goes on. There's stories like that in just my family, like history, like. What do you mean? I told you my great grandma was a white witch. Well, let's talk. Let's pretend there's other people listening. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> my great grandmother's a white witch, and there are stories that there was a curse put on the babies of my family of like her children in the 60s probably i don't know and like my mom like specifically remembers a story of one of my cousins just like banging his head against his crib for hours on end until my great-grandmother got some like higher witch in to do some like pennsylvania dutch magic and it stopped (laughs) so what do you okay so what do you think that is i just think that every like I don't know i think that our thoughts and emotions and and things that us like humans i I just feel like there there's some power in those things and some people have figured that out and there's a lot of stuff that unfortunately we've lost whether for good or for bad i think just culturally um and i think at a i mean the bible talks about curses you Mm -hmm. know everything talks about curses for some reason or another, or at least in our brains, exist. Mm-hmm. You know? The fact that curses defined as you, someone can do something to you that causes you harm, and in in a magical way yeah. to some degree. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. And and there's some like deal you can make with something out there that it'll like, you know. And see that's fuck with whatever. Right, and know? that's that's the I never really got into any of that stuff. Just because it just seems like, and you see this. I mean, I read this all the time when I read Doctor Strange comics. But it's like magic has a price. There are doors you don't want to open, right? Yeah. And I think that that's. I think. I think that that's the thing that Christianity was trying to do. Was mm-hmm. trying to be like, hey, like there's great power here and mm-hmm. all of these things, but maybe it's important that like you can focus on the reality in front of you first before trying to harness power from yeah, it's got to be bad for your soul on one level or another what do you mean like, like so, I just, do you mean bad magic or just magic in general no bad magic because mm-hmm. i think good like as long as you're doing something to help someone else mm-hmm. i don't that's the only sacrifice you're you're already making a sacrifice and and it just and i don't know i'm not a witch i don't mm-hmm. know but it just from what i've seen it and like my past experiences it, it definitely feels like 
anything you're doing, there's going to be there a sacrifice or whatever. Even when like just like yeah, little like white magic, you mm-hmm. normally either burn something or like there's something sacrificial going on. Right. And if it's you're doing it for someone else, that's your sacrifice. If mm-hmm. you're doing it for yourself and bad reasons, you're going to be sacrificing something a lot greater that it's not worth it. Right. You know. And I think I I I'm fascinated by the fact that kind of I mean you kind of mentioned this earlier that magic is kind of always sat on the sidelines of whatever it is that we're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know, so this weird kind of question comes up of like, well, is it something that we're supposed to be like are we are I'll I'll throw this to you. Are are we all supposed to get to a place where Jesus was, where he, you know, the land and the water are the same thing, or life and death? And you even see there's a time in the Bible where Jesus curses a fig tree, mm-hmm. you know, and he and it dies. Mm-hmm. And you know that's people again. That's another sermon that people really don't preach about, other than don't they, upset yeah. Jesus because he'll curse your fig tree. Yeah. And that's just such like a like from everything we've seen about Jesus, like Jesus curses something, and out of everything, a tree. Like, yeah, you, know, you would think like a benevolent yeah. thing. Yeah, it's just like such a non like quote unquote Jesus thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that makes people uncomfortable. Um, yeah, well, I for think sure. I think people don't know how to handle Jesus yeah. doing things that are either. Um, I don't want to say amoral or different morally too from human. our too human, but yeah. yeah, yeah, and just being upset at this tree or the fact that like I think people always try to justify Jesus calling his disciples like um, being like ye of little faith, mm-hmm. and I think they're like, well, he's not being he's not being mean, and so it's like, well, I mean, could you imagine Jesus's position? And, like, let's not even bring into the count of, like, him being God and ascending or descending from that level. Let's just be him, a normal human being, frustrated with these people that are, like, I'm trying to show you how a way of living that is, mm-hmm. like, so exponentially better than you can even begin to understand. Mm-hmm. And you – and this is another thing. This – I think people – and I know – yeah, I'm scattershooting all over the place right now. But – the reason that Jesus and like a lot of these like saints and whatever aren't super enthralled with miracles is because they know that that's not the end all be all of spirituality. It's mm. a section of it. It's a part yeah. of it. Um, you you sound like you were gonna say something. No, just I'm just agreeing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think that too many times people are like i just they they everybody wants a miracle yeah they want to see people want to see people get healed they want to they they like the uh, the rush of it all of just Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh like instant gratification you don't have to work for it right well yeah right then and there right and i think do you think that's why people get into witchcraft because they're just like i can kind of like jump and Mm. i mean it was it was a huge thing for me i'll never forget the first time i got my hands on a which book of witchcraft at the library that my mom didn't know about like it was enthralling like it was like this is forbidden knowledge mm. you know and, and i think that's such a huge pull we're we as human beings are curious you know i mean that's the story of adam and eve right? yeah mm-hmm. you know we're gonna go for it like and and i think i think it's a good thing on one hand because i do think it's good to think outside of the box you know as far as like healing and all that other stuff i think witchcraft has you know 
light years ahead, you know, considering a lot of other alternatives. Here's what I'll say to that is I think what we in the West would define as witchcraft in so far as herbal medicine. Yeah. In the East, they would just call that medicine. Yeah. And I feel like. But I feel like with our, like with our, like way of using, like it's so like cultural. Mm-hmm. Like my great grandmother that was the white witch it was all in herbs and medicine she always had uh, a necklace with mustard seeds in it because mm-hmm. it was the symbolism it was everything else and i think that's just how we've received that is just through cultural stuff and like mm-hmm. healing women and everything else whereas in the east that was just always medicine right. it was just yeah. always accepted as medicine right and i think that that's where like the taboo of like witchcraft or magic or anything of that kind of starts Sorry, to arise european roots it's the yeah. it's the european roots and just the again the bad understanding of scripture and just being like well it mm-hmm. just tells us not to do it so we're not going to do it mm-hmm. but also it's like well jesus comes along and and does su- and you know i don't want to i for me i don't i don't understand how you could see like someone who wasn't like going off about i i understand again i understand why the christians are like no it's better to do this all from the place of love because Mm -hmm. i i do believe that you can do magic from a place of not love Mm -hmm. i mean i fuck i know a guy who was reading a book about how you interact with demons to get them to do what you want for them or you just get demons to interact with god quicker from you and your prayer goes up faster than angels and that kind of shit and it's just like well, again, it just it seems like you're trying to jump the line here. Yeah. And maybe the system is in place for a reason mm-hmm. because we like this thing has been figuring itself out. But like you were saying, I do think that part of being human is us kind of being like, well, I'm going to be the curious, you know, test fucking puppy on this thing or whatever test dummy not a puppy guinea, test pig. guinea pig and just be like well you know i'll fuck around with magic and see what happens and i think obviously god's goodness consumes that all mm-hmm. and just being like well he understands that people are going to go out and be like yeah this is too much power for you to have mm-hmm. like yeah and people are, are going to get lost in that mm-hmm. but i mean obviously it's those people's sacrifice that shows us the limits of where that that magic is healthy Mm -hmm. um i don't know i don't think you ever really answered my question do you think we are going to get to a place where we're like similar to jesus or do you think i hope so that's what jesus wants us i guess well he did say like we we do to a point like depending on what kind of church you're in what do you mean like just coming from like more of a charismatic church um from the last time i went to church which has been probably 10 years Mm -hmm. um like just the laying of hands and the speaking tongues and you know everything else like you can't tell me that's not you know some sort of low-level magic yeah, yeah yeah like that's something right you know and obviously it works to a degree right man okay so since you since you said that that actually ties into this bible verse i wanted to read so look at you you know you're doing great what are you doing after this you want to spend some time together over to my place yes (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm here so this is in the book of hebrews and i remember when i when i used to went to church my pastor did a sermon series on this and i thought it was very interesting because he points out how this verse shows he's like there's a foundation of spirituality that jesus laid and if you can't get just the foundation how can you expect to get what it is that he builds upon Mm -hmm. so my pastor did this series just talking about the things that he lists 
the the person who wrote this book in the Bible uh, lists as the spiritual foundations and then just kind of went through them. And I always thought that that was a very interesting thing. But let me just kind of read this verse to you. It's from Hebrews chapter 5 to verse uh, to chapter 6. It kind of bleeds right over. Um, it says, I'm just kind of, oh, about this we have much to say and it is hard to explain since you've become dull of hearing. For though by, the time you ought, by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. The basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. So here is the, here is the elementary doctrine. Not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of instructions about washing and the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Those are the foundations that Christ Jesus laid down. Those are very big foundations. Those are huge. <laughs> repentance from dead works and faith towards God. So stop doing shit that's wasting your time and actually live a life that's meaningful mm -hmm. um instructions of washing is getting your shit together mm -hmm. like being able to go through life in a way that isn't repulsive the laying on of hands being a compassionate person right mm -hmm. um and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment and who the fuck knows what that's about um <laughs> Because I think, I mean, those things are so big. They're and huge. And yeah. since I think there's a correlation between Jesus understanding those things and also being able to do the things that he was able to do, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think I think too often Christians try to get to this place of, you know, when they lay on hands, it's because a per and then a person's limb grows back or their eyes open. And, and maybe I'm just speaking about past experiences for myself, but. I think, I think those same type of Christians would have a very hard time of just laying on hands and being a compassionate person without, mm -hmm. you know, expecting anything out of the person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think about? I've just, I've just, I feel like I talked for like twenty whole minutes. What did you, do you, you think didn't about? Talk for twenty. I know minutes. that, but uh, yeah. What do you think about that verse I just read? I mean, it's a lot for you know, low-level monkeys <laughs> to, you know, be like the foundation, man. Figure it out. Mm. Um, I mean, like, I just, yeah, like, it's it's a lot to ask of people, and I think it's slowly getting there, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's anywhere close to where it needs to be, mm -mm. you know? And I think, I think you'll agree with me on this, and I've heard, I mean, this is Richard Rohr say this, is like, the Christian revolution hasn't even begun. No, not at all. No. And like, Christianity is such a beautiful thing, and it's gotten very twisted for a very long time. Um, pretty much since its existence. Since, yeah, almost. I mean, it was good for like three hundred years. And it was a 300, great three hundred years. And then it Those was were golden. The good old the go days. The good old days of Christianity <laughs> prior to Constantine. Um, yeah. It, yeah, and I think I think I think it is. It's such a radical transition. Again, if we're if we're moving from the, the kind of 
Okay, so even there's even this thing with shockers mm-hmm. and how they talk, you know, like there's this lower like survival level chakras mm-hmm. and they kind of move up to more spiritual levels. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see in the the biblical tale is this mm-hmm. tale of people who were like And that's what those laws were. They right. were survival laws. Right. And know? then you kind of j- get to see Jesus of, well, how do we live in a community? Mm-hmm. And not that they didn't have communal rules in the survival, but they were survival mm-hmm. rules of like how okay, so and this is why people are like, well, why do they have these laws about, like, an ox falling into a well? And it's like, well, think, man. You're a society that, like, we have unspoken rules about land, and they are some of them are written, but, like, you know, we have neighbors, and we know, like, again, if it's just subconsciously or consciously, if they, if they break my window, they pay for my window. Mm-hmm. That's not written down anywhere other than just our moral, just whatever what we're seeing in the bible is moses seeing this and this is how you know think about this way moses you're 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 the only one who's educated out of a you know potentially a million people and you're watching a million people interact with each other and you're seeing that works that doesn't work that Mm -hmm. you know and you're doing that for 40 years and then you write down this works if you just like whatever it is you'll be okay Mm -hmm. and obviously moses was at a certain time and place Mm -hmm. and that's where that applied and again it is about survival of just how do you survive and then jesus comes along and kind of adds to that and being like well how do you thrive how do you Mm -hmm. just kind of get above like just this living or whatever but how do you move to a place of like great compassion and again i don't it's witchcraft is so poorly defined because it's mm-hmm. like sometimes it's like you know healing someone magically or it's also mm-hmm. like spices it, yeah it's such a big thing and it's like the problem and i mean there are subsets and subdivisions of like witchcraft and i think like a lot of witchcraft and and i could be totally wrong somebody could hear this and be like you're totally off you know on what this is but the way i look at witchcraft most people that claim to be witches or follow that path it's normally earth derived magic Hmm. um sometimes it's it's not sometimes it's dark but i feel like there's less and less of that i don't i think that's going kind of um, it exists but it's not nearly as popular it's not as popular right it was very popular at one point but i think now it's mostly like earth-based magic which i think is incredible Mm. because you know it's it's the earth you right. know, you're not going to get much more pure than that. Mm-hmm. When it's there and it wants to heal you. Yeah, it's what it's, it's there for. Well, it's right. Here, it's we're supposed to take care of it. It, it takes care of us. It's a right. mutual thing. Right. And I think you know? and I think that that's what good magic looks like. It's is just a like, higher level of communicating and trading with the earth. Right. And again, because, you know, the earth is expecting something back from us. And oh, like yeah. all the... And again, it just goes back to what we were saying earlier about the prices that you pay mm-hmm. with whatever it is that you do. It's like you don't get to experience the things that you experience without whatever it is, some sort of mm-hmm. shift. And I guess, like, for me personally, I've always, and I think, I, I mean, obviously I believe this is true, but I think the universe is on our side, and especially when we have good intentions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, yeah, I like that you're doing that. Yeah, and I mean, when it comes down to it, that's all you know christian jesus really asked of us which is a radical thing just love your neighbor right you know that's when i think of like the bible and like the basics like bare minimum 
just try to do everything with love you right. know try to take care of everybody if you always are, are doing the best for other people then you're going to come out on the other side right. you know maybe not right here but some someday some you will. yeah and I, I mean i and again i don't see him in that time being like and I, well, I, what i do see him being like is if you have to heal somebody through just sitting and talking to them or whatever I will equip you with whatever needs to be done at the time. But be a, a person who is compassionate first. You know, and there's this other ber- verse in the Bible. Um, it's from the, the love chapter in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, where, you know, everyone quotes it at their marriage. And one of the things in this is about this idea of, you know, if if I speak in the tongues of angels, if I can heal people with my own hands, but I don't have love then I'm just a loud banging gong and an, and an annoyance. It's it's amazing how important the act of love and compassion is in the midst of whatever the con- whatever the concoction is that you're trying to brew up. That's the you fuel, know? right? That's mm-hmm. the that's how you know that it's going to be good. And I think it's I think it's interesting that like even like as kids were like you know I want to put um, you know you tell your kid you know like it was made with love. And it's like, well, that's it's a special ingredient that we can't see, you know. Mm-hmm. But all because we can't see it doesn't mean that it's not there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we this is kind of just out of nowhere. Uh, we, did you ever try to walk on water when you were a kid? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I I yeah. have I have memories of my my dad has a little pond in his backyard that uh, I would try to walk on, and I would just feet would just instantly go into the water. So there is a part of me that's you like you need to walk on water. Well, that's. I think that's a, another <laughs> part of it. But I think there is, yeah. and maybe this is just me being a kid because I was young when mm-hmm. when. Well, I guess I wouldn't have been that young because I would have been like seventeen. So I was a seventeen-year-old kid trying to walk on water. You know, like that's past the point of like mm-hmm. believing in fairy tales. That's me just being like, I genuinely believe I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is a part of me that's like, you know, you have to be careful with these tales. Because then you have kids that are like, I, because I mean, for me, it was really discouraging because I'm like, I have faith. I know I can do this. And I've tried to heal people with prayer and all those things, and they just haven't been healed. And it's like, well, and that's incredibly discouraging when, like, you're told that all you have to do is just have mm-hmm. faith. And, you know, growing up and seeing it, it's like, well, you know, now faith is such a, faith is so much harder to define than just belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about embodying, it's, it's it is a mental thing it's an emotional thing you know faith is a full body experience Mm -hmm. um and i worry about (sighs) i worry about as you know christianity where hands like you if you love jesus you should be able to do these things and then those people not being able to do those things and being like i thought i loved jesus Mm -hmm. you know yeah um but i also worry about a and, you know, I feel like I do a good job on this podcast of pointing out the flaws in whatever spiritual thing that I'm on. And I normally point out of a lot more flaws in modern Christianity because that's kind of the world I've come from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, m- people who refer to themselves as witches or whatever in this time, there's a part of me that necessarily that don't necessarily believe them every time. Because I'm just like, well, what are you doing that's different than, like, again, an Asian doctor that mm-hmm. would just prescribe these things or whatever? And maybe, you know, I, I need to have somebody on the podcast who would call themselves a witch and yeah. kind of just 
go into that further. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I'm I'm I don't do that necessarily is because every time I try to have a deeper conversation, well, what does it mean to be a witch? Is like, well, I I do I. I it's never really clear and again that's Mm -hmm. i'm i always have such a hard time coming back to Mm -hmm. well what is witchcraft then Mm -hmm. and you know magic people think magic is uh, making someone look down at their shirt when there's nothing on it that's magic because you're tricking someone it it has the whole like there's the illusion you're setting up the thing there's the thing and there was the the reveal you know it's it's a magic trick Mm -hmm. and it's there's something happening. You're doing something that changes something that isn't actually how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then I'm like, well, then how far does that go into reality? And then, like, is it, you know, I think when people think about magic, they think that it's just this, it's this own thing that's, like, separate from reality. But it's like, well, no, shouldn't it just be the thing that all humans can do if it's just the things that we can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I guess all this to say if if you consider yourself a witch or something that would know witchcraft or something like that i would love to have you on the podcast and and to talk about what that means in modern times um because yeah i just i'm i'm not necessarily against it i'm against dark magic or whatever that would be you know unfortunately are a lot of frauds that just kind of prey on it being like a fad you know yeah or just just a lot of like fake stuff trying to sell something yeah or just being like it's cool to say i'm a witch and i think yeah i think there's even like a lot of like i think the fact that like christianity condemns it so much it makes it a forbidden thing again entices the whole thing um i think the fact that like I think it's a great stepping stone into like even if like you're just like on like the borderline of like just starting to call yourself a witch or whatever you know like i i just think that it's a great step for people who otherwise might be um i can't think of the word um they wouldn't exactly yeah yeah in any type of like religion i think it makes it accessible i think it's a type of spirituality that um one isn't mostly because i think the big problem with spirituality is most spirituality is you know very male centric Mm. um and i think this is one of the reasons why it's witchcraft is so popular right now is it's no this is mainly like a women thing and i think that's important right now and it doesn't alienate anybody Mm. well yeah i think that's because that's one of the biggest problems with you know christianity that mm-hmm. shot itself in the foot by not having a a more maternal figure in yeah. either the trinity or i mean that's why catholics mm-hmm. have such a high appreciation of mary because mm-hmm. it's like we need femininity fem that's the right word because it's it's i mean it's half of our create if we're made in the image of god and mm-hmm. god makes man and female and everyone in between that means that we're man and female and everything in between mm-hmm. um yeah and i yeah, I definitely think I feel magic is definitely more of this and it's more enticing for people of feminine nature or mm-hmm. whatever that would be. And they have their own trinity, which is also I think incredible. What would the trinity be? The maiden, the mother and the crone, That's you know. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Explain that. That's the um somebody who's an actual witch would be much better at this than i am yeah um we do have black cats though we do we have two one's even named salem so (laughs) i should be a witch this is a problem Um, well again it's like well what does that mean you know it's like we burned sage when we when we is that witchcraft witchcraft, you know 
And then it's like, well, Sage, I remember reading somewhere that Sage, or somebody sent me this, that Sage kills um, bacteria. It, it is an actual air purifier. Right. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, like, and again, I was thinking about, like, when you were talking about that curse being put on a person, it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, maybe there's some weird correlation of, like, speaking and, like, you speak and it comes from your insides. There's mm-hmm. germs, whatever. You speak out. Like, you when you when you say something to a person you can tell when you're genuine and when you're not or when you're whatever and when you genuinely put a curse on somebody who knows what comes out of you when you're doing that you know it's energy right it's you know? it's energy you're putting energy into those words words have power when you put that kind of you know energy into it yeah and it's i think oh and again it goes back to kind of what we we're what i was saying about faith earlier it's like it's a full body thing and so is like again so it would be if if faith is the thing that you need to fully embody to be freed from the curse, then it would, be, you know, just kind of be implied that it's a full body thing to give the curse. You have mm-hmm. to truly mean it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that takes, again, like you were saying earlier, of course that takes a part of your own soul because it's mm-hmm. a part of your own soul that wants to be like, fuck you, you know? Like, and of, and of course that's a price that needs to get paid. And that's, mm-hmm. that's an ugly, that's an ugly price, you know? Mm-hmm. The price tag doesn't look so good. No, it doesn't. If you could have one of Jesus' magical abilities, what would it be? Being able to just make bread and fish wherever I go. That'd be pretty sweet. Why is that? You never have to be hungry. Yeah. Always have a snack. <laughs> oh, the people around you always have a snack <laughs> is where too. I thought you were going to go. <laughs> see, that's why I wouldn't be a good Jesus. Well, see, actually, <laughs> now that you say that, because the first thing I thought of was his ability to take naps during storms. <laughs> I already have that one. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're a professional sleeper. Um, and also, that's very selfish of me. So, yeah, well. again, this is a perfect example as to why we're not just walking around healing stuff. Like, yeah, we don't have that we're not power. not this level. Because Jesus We'd be is, using it for stupid we'd stuff. We'd be using it for stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I think, so I guess my encouragement to people, we'll kind of, we'll wrap this up. It's getting there. Is like, if you're interested in whatever witchcraft would be, my only thing that I would say is try to understand it the best that you can and go in with the purest of intentions that you can. Yeah. Because I think that, the again, the universe, if you're good, if you're a kind-hearted person, I do believe that the universe is going to be on your side. And if you find yourself at a place where you can't embody the golden rule of loving, the, loving, the, loving your neighbors yourself implying that you love yourself within that and then loving god if you can't embody those things and do whatever it is that you're doing probably not it's probably not worth pursuing Mm -hmm. you know um so anything else you want to encourage the people with at home just if you're doing things with you know love and pure intentions there's really no way to go wrong Yeah. yeah all right uh speaking of love and pure intentions you're my love and pure intentions <laughs> good all right sweetie thank you so much for doing this no problem um, thank you for having me on no problem do you want to go play some animal crossing and i'll play mario or something like that sounds good all right guys thank you so much um yeah you know i would i would just say check out what the bible has to say about it. wrestle with it it's okay to disagree with it it's okay to agree with it um but yeah and again just like we're saying just have pure intentions in your heart and yeah see what happens all right guys um 
Thank you to the IWEP Network for having this podcast be a part of that. I ask that you would check out the other podcasts on the network. Um, those will be linked below. Um, we have a Patreon if you want to sign up for... There's a bonus episode that comes out uh, monthly. That's live on a little Facebook group. So if you want to be a part of that, that starts at just a dollar a month. And then there's other tiers. And then, uh, yeah, I just ask that you would love yourself and love your neighbor and love God and be pure of intentions. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Have a good night.